Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for health in body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. You're listening to podcast episode 20, my exclusive interview with Bill Jenkins, senior pastor, award-winning author, motivational speaker, and life coach, discussing his newest book release, 2020 Vision. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, certified integrative nutrition health coach and health evangelist. My assignment to the body of Christ is to help women and communities Heal their world naturally in spirit, soul, and body. If you'd like to know more about how you can heal your world naturally, you can visit me on the web at rockyourworldnaturally.com. You can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook at Rock Your World Naturally and on Twitter, Rock Your World 28. Thank you for all of our new and returning listeners. As we are entering into 2020, We just haven't entered into a new year, but we are entering into a new decade. So what is God speaking in the year 2020? What does the future hold? What will take place over the next decade? These questions and more will be answered by my special guest today, Pastor Bill Jenkins. Pastor Jenkins is an apostle of God with a prophetic voice who works to release a message of hope in our world. With deep spiritual revelation and insight from God's word, he takes the toughest of passages of scripture and explains them in a practical and applicable way. Pastor Jenkins is the go-to guy when it comes to understanding biblical numbers and their spiritual significance. Pastor Jenkins is the pastor of Destinyland Christian Center an author, a radio host, a husband, and a father of three boys. His heart and passion is for others to become successful as they apply the principles of Christ in their lives. Pastor Jenkins has written 13 books, and his most recent is 2020 Vision, a spiritual forecast into 2020. Each year, he writes a book to encourage others to use as a guide on how to be successful in their everyday lives. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show, Pastor Bill Jenkins. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your program, and I'm definitely looking forward to everything we're going to be talking about today. Oh, I am excited about it, too, and I know that our listeners will be so blessed by um, what God has imparted to you and what you have on your heart uh, to be able to share share with our listeners today. And um, before we get started, I always kind of like to open up um, with an icebreaker question just to kind of get things started with our show. 
Sure. Can you just kind of let our listeners know that what are you doing in your world um, right now that's most impactful or that's rocking your world naturally uh, for the kingdom of God? Well, I tell you, it's, you know, a great question. I always feel it's important for me before I'm a pastor or an author or do something for the Lord that I take the first priority of my family importance. So I've been married uh, 21 years. My wife always rocks my world every single day. It may sound a little corny, but I really got a good wife and we got three great teenage boys and they keep me active and busy. And, uh, you know, I love to study the word, but I love to put in practice the word because I'm just a believer that we need more integrity in the pulpit and the pew. And mm-hmm. so I was discouraged when I was younger and felt like I couldn't find it. And God said, quit complaining, start being what you want. And so I felt like in order to be a good person, a good Christian, a good pastor, I had to be a good husband and a good father first. Mm. I love that so much, you know, and so many times we might hear that ministry begins at home. And I just love the fact that you prioritize uh, your family, because when you can love your family the way that God has purposed it, the way that it is intended, then it'll just flow into um, everything else. Because sometimes families tend to get lost, you know, especially when you're a pastor or you're in ministry, Um, that is a ministry that that can be neglected, but I'm so glad that you shared your heart on that and um, just the importance that you've, you've placed on that. Yeah. My family is my first church. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if I can't take care of them, I don't feel like I'm qualified to take care of anything else. So I just Mm -hmm. don't feel like I'm worthy to be followed or share what God's put on my heart until I have the integrity in my own home with my Mm -hmm. wife and with my children. And that's something that's very important to me. When I was a kid, I didn't have a family, or at least I came from a broken family and my mother raised me. And so family is a very important thing uh, in my life. Mm -hmm. Now, Pastor, with you being married for 21 years, and that's um, a blessing in itself, if there is one thing that you could share with individuals, whether they're newly married or married, what would you say has been the key to to having a successful or a fruitful marriage? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Um, it's probably going to sound weird, but I think because we've been married for 21 years, we found that, you know, liking one another might be mm. more important than loving <laughs> one another. Um, and so it seems a little strange. Of course, we mm-hmm. love there's passion in our marriage. Uh, all the great things. But the thing that I think really makes our marriage great is that we like one another. We Mm -hmm. truly love to be with one another. We spend time together. We work together. We don't do really anything separate away. So it seems a little odd, maybe. Maybe it seems and sounds Mm -hmm. corny when I'm talking. I don't know. But really, I think you got to like your spouse. I think you got to enjoy their company. I think you got to get the right one to begin with, mm-hmm. not get unequally yoked and then hope that everything turns out okay and that God blesses, you know, your will, but it doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. So, you know, mm-hmm. I waited till I was 31 to get married. God sent me uh, a godsend, a beautiful wife on the outside, but uh you know, she's great on the inside. And it doesn't mean we have a perfect marriage. I mean, I can have an attitude. She can have an attitude. There's rough times, but we get over it quick because we like each other and we love each other. And 
because God called us together. When you're called yeah. together, that yeah. I think is the key. And I think definitely, uh, I don't know uh, if like is more important than love, but I definitely know that a call is more important than love because when mm-hmm. God puts you together, that's when the Bible says that no man should ever tempt or try to separate and divide what God has brought together. Amen, Pastor. I can't even put anything on that because that's so um, well said. When you have someone, again, that you are aligned with and you know that they're a part of your destiny and they're yes. connected to the assignment and the mission that God has called you to, that, yeah, there's going to be some of those rough times. But at the end of the day, when you have a clear focus on the purpose, the assignment that God has called you to, whether that's together or individually, it's going to make it that much sweeter, you know, in your marriage. Yes, absolutely. Now, Pastor, some of the things that I have um, had the opportunity to um, take a look at and view, you were the author of 13 books. And um, so many times I hear individuals say, you know, that I don't have time to write a book or sometimes it just gets so busy. Can you kind of share how is it that you've been able to write 13 books? You're still pastoring. You're a husband. You're a father amongst so many other things. What is it that helps you to focus in on producing um, the books and the works that that God has put in your heart to to write? Well, I think... Probably the greatest thing is a lot of people say, well, I just don't have the time. And that's not the truth, because all of us have 24 hours in a day. We have 1,440 minutes every day and we have to prioritize our time. So it's not really a thing with needing more time. It's about managing your time properly. So when you manage your time properly and prioritize your time, I think you will uh, begin to place things in its proper order. And so The Lord really put it upon my heart to put things in book form and to write things down, to get the things that he put in my heart out to others. And so if God placed that on my heart, then I want to, you know, take the call of God seriously and I want to prioritize my time. So I think that's one of the things that I have always done is I get up early in the morning. I have my time with the Lord. I get my kids up, get them ready for school. I got one in college now, but I still get them up, feed them, get them ready get them off to college, allow my time to uh, allow my wife to have time to uh, get ready for the day and prepare her heart for the Lord. And, uh, you know, then, you know, I start my day and then I prioritize the things. We have so many things going on. We have uh, stuff on social media, like we have a minute that matters every single day where I give you a one minute little devotional. I give you uh, we have a radio program called the Prophetic Almanac. We do tons of stuff on different radio stations and TV interviews, but you got to prioritize your life. You can't sit there and hope for something to just happen and get done by osmosis. You're going to have to take it seriously, prioritize your time, manage your time so that you can cooperate with God to make those things that he wants to happen in your life come to pass. Oh, absolutely. And you just said so many things in that. And it kind of reminds me when David wrote and he said, Lord, teach me to number my days. But if we would just prioritize and, and seek him first and align our, our day, our life, whatever it is that God has called us to, we'll be able to accomplish that night. And you're such a a great example 
you know, of that with the works and the books and all of the many things that you are doing. So it's an encouragement to others that it can be done, but it's truly um, seeking the Lord first, getting the wisdom from him and allowing him to show you how to align your day so you can get many things accomplished. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned Psalm 90, where he said, teach us to number our days. He actually told us in that Psalm 90 that if we're living righteous, we can live anywhere from 70 to 80 days. Well, if you take 70 to 80 times that by 365, it's around 25,000 to 30,000 days. When you look at it like that, we need to make every day count. And so we need to number our days, prioritize our time so that we can get more stuff done and not sit there and complain how we don't have more time. God isn't going to give us more time until we learn how to prioritize that time and manage the time that we have properly. It's kind of like people who want money, but spend it inappropriately. Well, why would God give you something if you're not going to take care of it, manage it and steward it in a proper way? Well, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with time. You know, you can't stop it, store it, or stretch it. It is what it is. You got a thousand four hundred and forty minutes every day, so you gotta take advantage of it. And in Psalm 90, the scripture that you mentioned, that's powerful stuff to number our days so we can prioritize, make things important to our life and get the things done that God wants us to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I'm very excited to talk to you about since we were talking about books is your latest book that you've authored called 2020 vision, uh, a spiritual forecast into 2020. Um, can you share a little bit about, um, your book and, um, how is it that, um, you came about writing this particular book? Yes. uh, Every year what I do is I want to release a vision to my church and to people on social media or different people who follow our ministry. And one of the ways that I do that is by looking in the Bible and studying the numbers. That's not numerology. I don't believe in occultic things or new age stuff, but numbers is just another way to study the Bible. There are 31,102 verses in the Bible. So every one of them are important and every word is important. And so when a color is mentioned or a name is mentioned or a number is mentioned or a symbol is mentioned or a person or a place, they're important. They're in there for a reason. And so out of my desire to know God more, he began to teach me to study the numbers of the Bible. And so obviously you have 2020 uh, this year. I looked at the number 20 in the Bible we see where uh, the number 20 is mentioned 121 times in the Bible, which is pretty surprising because there's other more popular numbers that aren't mentioned as much. And the number 20 is mentioned 121 times. And so what I do is I lay out all those scriptural references and I allow God to speak to me as I read those scriptures Mm -hmm. as to exactly what they refer to when they're mentioned in the Bible to get a truer intent of the meaning of God. And so when I do that, I see that God has a plan for 2020. Now, 2020 vision is often a term used, you know, when you go to the eye doctor and everybody thinks it's about perfect vision, but it's not. It's about clarity of vision. Mm -hmm. So what God wants to do is clear up our vision. Just as he can bring water from a rock, he can bring peace from the midst of confusion. So God wants to clarify some things because not only did we enter a new year, we're entering entering a new era and a new decade. So whatever we establish in the first year could affect the next 10 years of our life. And so when you look at the number 20, it revolves around three things. 
So you lay the 121 verses out. It comes back to where it revolves around dreams. There were 14 different people in the Bible that had a dream, but there were total 20 total different dreams that were mentioned in the Bible. So too many people go to bed and they don't realize that their body mm -hmm. sleeps, but their spirit never does. Yeah. So if you leave the TV on uh, all night long, you may wake up angry or upset or discouraged because what's been playing on that TV all night has gotten into your spirit. So you're waking yeah. up a little grouchy. <laughs> you're waking yeah. up crabby. So maybe you ought to play some praise and worship or preaching or scriptures yeah. or just turn the TV off and allow God to speak to you. And instead of waking up angry, maybe you're going to wake up feeling way more rested and feeling like God has maybe given you a dream or a vision for that day. Yes. 20 also revolves around an open hand. So if you took your hand and just put it palm up, that would sort of represent giving. The yes. Hebrew letter 420 is cap, K-A-P-H. And it literally means an open hand, open palm, where we would give to somebody else. Now, if you take that palm and you turn it upside down, it is designed to cover. So this is a year where God is causing us to give more and to cover people more. Now, we're not talking about covering up things. We're talking yeah. about covering, loving. Big difference between covering and covering up stuff. And mm -hmm. so it revolves around the palm up where you give or the palm down and you cover. And then last of all, 20 revolves around redemption. You remember the story in the Bible, Abraham was told by God, if you find 20 righteous people, we'll save Sodom and Gomorrah, yes. Deborah and Barak. On the, yes. In the 20th year of oppression of Israel, uh, God said, hey, I'm gonna release you from your oppression and you're gonna be the ones to go in and do that. And then mm -hmm. you see uh, Joseph where his brother sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, but yet God still redeemed him. In other words, you couldn't curse what God had blessed. Mm -hmm. So this is a year of redemption when God is going to cause people to make comebacks. He's setting us up for success. He's bringing people, so to speak, back from the spiritually dead. Maybe they've been quieted. Maybe their heads have been spiritually cut off. Their voices have been muted. Well, this is a year that you're going to see good godly things start making a comeback because 20 revolves around dreams and open hand and it revolves around redemption. Pastor, that is absolutely phenomenal. I am so excited by what you just shared and um, focusing in on the dreams. And I will share, Pastor, the fact that you've said that. I think this year starting, I have been dreaming more than I have ever dreamed um, in the past years. And I'm a dreamer, but this year it has been the level of dreams has truly increased and elevated in my life. And the fact that you've mentioned that this year uh, is a year of, of dreaming, that just confirms so much of why I, I think that I have been dreaming more. God is speaking to me more, you know, in the area of dreams. And um, the others that you mentioned, too, is just absolutely phenomenal for us to keep in mind with um, yep. covering and the redemption. And and when you mention the dreams, remember that one way that God speaks to us is through dreams. Yeah. And so when we have dreams, you know, there's different reasons. Like God can warn us. He can reveal the future. He releases spiritual truths. He confirms promises. Maybe he offers some kind of encouragement, gives us inside information, shares different opportunities of blessing, informs us of 
impending judgment. I mean, how many people do we all know, right, who got woken up in the middle of the night to pray for somebody? Mm-hmm. Well, that's like God giving you a dream. That's God speaking to you. That's God saying, hey, you know what? Just go ahead and accept the fact that you wake up for a few minutes, pray for that person. You may not know why, but just call their name out. And yeah. we could actually be people that God uses to save people's lives in the middle of the night when he wakes us up because he gives us a dream to pray. So dreams are so important and it's important that we write down. And the difference between sort of natural dreams and spiritual dreams is that when you dream in the spiritual, they're colorful, they're powerful. I mean, you know, they're vivid, they're alive. And you have to write those things down. There was only two Mm -hmm. people in the Bible who were given the ability to interpret dreams. And so one of the books that I have written is Mm -hmm. all about decoding deity. It's about uh, unlocking the mysteries of names and colors and places Mm and uh, people and numbers of the Bible so that when you have a dream and you write down those symbols or you write down the names or you write down the numbers, that you can have a way to interpret your own dream. So not only is this a great book that I just released, but also have Decoding Deity, where I help you to decode some Mm -hmm. of the dreams that you may have based upon the numbers, colors, symbols, names, places, and people that are mentioned in your dream. Oh, that's so good. And I know that is definitely one amongst the, the other one, the 2020, I would love to add to my book collection. Because as you share, Pastor, that spiritual dreams are so very different. And sometimes you know, either, you know, praying and asking God to help you to interpret what that means, whether it's for you, whether it's for your community, whether it's for another person, you know, he's a revealer of those things, but having, you know, a guide to kind of assist and to help bring clarity would certainly, certainly be beneficial. Yeah, and that's, I think, why the Lord gave it to me, because in preparation for this year uh, and in the desire God has to bring clarity, I think dreams is some of those ways. You know, sometimes we're A-type personalities or we're stubborn or we, you know, don't take the time because we're too busy. And sometimes when we're asleep, God has, you know, the ability to speak to our spirits when we open ourselves up to him. Again, your body sleeps, but your spirit never does. Mm -hmm. So allow God, welcome him in. Say, Lord, I'm going to sleep tonight. Speak to me. Turn the radio off. Turn the TV off. Shut the noise off. Turn the noise off in your head and Mm -hmm. just allow God to speak. And you're going to be amazed, just like you said. That's confirmation. See, I wrote this book and it was out uh, in in the middle of December. So Mm -hmm. no one would have known that. And then I have so many people say, Pastor, I'm having dream after dream after dream. Well, write them down and allow God to help you to decode that so that you can get the true message of exactly what God is trying to say to you so that he can clear things up and make a path for you where there seems to be no way here in 2020. Because again, Mm -hmm. this is a new era. It's a new year, but it's a new decade. So what you do now can affect the next 10 years of your life. So do it the right way by doing it God's way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love the fact that you shared to write the dreams down too. Uh, that is so essential to just, because you might miss something and you don't want yes. to miss what it, whatever it is that God is speaking. And just again, making sure that we're writing, writing those things down. Yes. So with you being a pastor, you're an author, um, 
Did you know that you would be called to ministry at some point in your life, Pastor? Or how did how did the call of God come to you? <laughs> well, I was a young teenage boy. I went up to the altar after listening to a missionary preach, and God revealed everything to me, and it scared me so much I backslid um, mm-hmm. because I didn't have anybody to help me or lead me or guide me. My dad was a very small part of my life when I was a kid. He was an alcoholic, owned a bar. My mom and dad were divorced, so I didn't have any good leadership in my life. And when God showed me the things that scared me so much, I just went thought, well, I'm just going to backslide because that way I won't have to deal with this. <laughs> and so uh, I knew God had called me. And even when I was doing wrong, uh, you know, and partying with people, they said, hey, we don't want to party with you because every time I'd party with them, I'd, I'd try to witness to them, you know, and say, we're going <laughs> right. to hell. And, you know, they didn't want to party with me. I was the party pooper, you know, so yeah. uh, they uh, didn't even want to party. So I didn't have friends in the world or in the church. And finally, one day when I was uh, 17, almost 18, I turned my life over to the Lord and I knew what God had wanted me to do. And so uh, the Lord really Uh, began to provide opportunities for me to be involved in ministry. So I knew at an early age what I was supposed to do. I just didn't like uh, because I didn't understand it. Mm, Wow. So you know at a young age, you know, the path that the Lord, you know, had um, for you. Yes. Is as as far as being a pastor and in, in ministry, what is your, what is the part or what do you enjoy the most about the word? Well, what I enjoy most about the word is taking heart, the hardest passages of scripture, breaking them down in an easy to understand way for people to grasp mm-hmm. uh, and then having them go, wow, OK, I get that. I understand that because I don't want to preach in a way that's uh, going to cause you to say, oh, my goodness, I'm so impressed. I don't really care. I want you to get it. I want you to get the word. Okay. I want you to change your life. And so I love to study. I love to preach. The best part about ministry for me is the times when I get to get in that pulpit and preach. That's my like <laughs> bonus. That's my dessert time. You know, some of the other things in ministry I don't enjoy as much, not because I'm not good at it, but because I don't think people receive things <laughs> as if they should. But uh, preaching the word, getting those nuggets, allowing God to speak to me during the week, you know, in over 30 years of ministry, I've never struggled to have a message for Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Because I feed myself on the things of God. I get in there. I study. I know God's word. I want to get things to give to people because I take what I do extremely serious in my life. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So you are passionate about preaching. You're passionate about what you do. Um, I know that you mentioned earlier that you have like a one minute, a daily one minute. Um, Is it a devotion, Pastor? Is it just... Yeah, it's sort of like a devotion on the Internet. So Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. I do what I call a minute that matters every single day. And I just give you a one minute devotion. That's all it is. So it's 60 seconds, one minute. It's a video uh, presentation where I have a great little background or I come to you on location from some wonderful place and uh, just give you. Uh, the word of God for a day. It's just a little nugget, maybe a prophetic word, just something I share with you that hopefully can encourage you and be a blessing to you on social media. So many people watch it and they uh, Mm -hmm. come back and they say it's a blessing, but it's only a minute. So yeah, again, you have a lot of time. One minute's not a lot. Go check it out. It might end up being the best minute of your day. Oh, that's great because all it takes is one minute. You know, God can speak to you in that one minute and it can really 
you know, impact your life. Absolutely. So, Pastor, for our listeners that want to locate you, can you tell them where they can find you on the web? Yeah, probably the best place you can find me is just go to PastorBillJenkins.org. All of my books are available on Amazon and eBay, and you can download them on ebook, Kindle, and bookstores. But the, probably the best place, if you want to listen to an archived uh, Prophetic Almanac radio program, or you want to hit a little icon to find find out about the minute that matters, or you want to know about our church, Desolane Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, uh, you know, or you want uh, just a prophetic word or whatever it may be. We have tons of stuff available for you. So just go to PastorBillJenkins.org. And when you go there, you'll see all the different things. We'll try to make it pretty simple and easy for you. So you can hit the little buttons, go where you need to go, download things. At the beginning of this year, we put a little goal sheet so that you could set goals, because I believe more in setting goals and making commitments than I do a New Year's resolution. So Mm -hmm. we just give you a little sheet there on PastorBillJenkins.org for you to write some goals down spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, maritally, relationally, professionally, whatever it may be. And it just helps you because goal setting is something that is a God characteristic in our lives. We don't want to just have wishful thinking. We want to set goals, maybe set some deadlines to help us to fulfill the plans and purposes of God in our lives. So if you want to know more, you can always go to pastorbilljenkins.org. That's probably the best place to find everything that we have that's available in one place. Wow. Well, Pastor Jenkins, I have thoroughly, thoroughly uh, enjoyed this interview on today. And I know that our listeners are are also uh, being tremendously blessed by it. Pastor, would you mind closing us out in prayer um, on the show today? Absolutely. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this time, for this opportunity. We pray, God, that as people have tuned in and listened in today, that something has been said or done that could be life-changing, Lord. Help us to understand the principles in your word. It's awesome to know the person, but we got to apply the principles of Christ. And in knowing the person and applying the principles, some that we talked about today, Lord, that that combination will lead to being blessed and being successful in our everyday lives. You're not uh, wanting us to fail. You want us to be the head and not the tail, the blessed and not the cursed. And so, Lord, help us to do what we need to do to understand, walk in, and apply your word so that those things can fully take place in our life. I bless the listeners in every way and realm, Lord, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, relationally, Lord, on their job and profession, every way, God, let them be blessed in Jesus' name as they get into your word and allow the word to work for them as they work the word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, Pastor Jenkins, and uh, again, many blessings to you and the the ministry and the work that God has called you to, and blessings upon you and your family. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be with you. Love your spirit, and thanks for the opportunity to share the Word of God with your listeners. Uh, Thank you again, Pastor Jenkins, and God bless you. Bless you. For health tips, faith-based education, and inspiration, visit www.rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash rockyourworldnaturally and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash rockyourworld28.